Welcome to Educate This. My name is Nate Hammond and this is the podcast for educators, teachers, coaches, mentors, trainers, guides and well, students, which should be all of us. We learn to teach and we teach to learn. Educate This is thankful to be sponsored by training provider and TAE experts, Qualify Now. Check them out at qualifynow.com.au for all of your TAE questions and needs. All right, let's level up. Today I want to talk about and draw lessons from one of the most inspirational teachers in history. The story of Helen Keller and her teacher and friend Anne Sullivan is one of the most endearing, enduring and life-affirming stories around. It has particular lessons and inspiration for us teachers, trainers, mentors, coaches, those of you that are listening to this podcast. Um, Anyone that finds themselves in a position of having to guide and direct learning, we can draw some great lessons from how Anne Sullivan was able to do so much in the way of progressing Helen Keller's learning. Helen Keller herself said that the most significant day of her life was the one in which Anne Sullivan came to her. How beautiful would that be if our students, any of our students, would say that about us? As a kid, our family used to have on the bookshelf a collection of picture books. Um, There were picture book biographies called the Value of series, right? And they would take a historical figure that displayed a certain attribute worth learning from. And they would tell this person's story. For Helen and Anne's story, it was called The Value of Determination. I actually uh, recently discovered some of these books at a garage sale. And theirs was among the ones that I found. And so I bought home the collection and I uh, bought them for my kids. Before talking about the student relationship, uh, student-teacher relationship, I just want to talk a little bit about Anne's biography because it is bloody fascinating and it is inspiring. It shows a powerful example of someone rising through intense trials and tribulations and finding success by helping others to be successful. Which, to my mind, tell me if I'm wrong here, but to my mind, this is a good trainer's goal. Our success can be measured by how well we help improve our students' existence. Anne, sometimes called Annie Sullivan, was born on April 14, 1866 in Massachusetts. She was born to Irish. I was trying to do the accent, forgive me. I, I can't do an Irish accent. I end up sounding like a pirate. Irish immigrant parents, Alice and Thomas. Anne was a nickname that stuck. It was derived from her given name, Johanna. She was the oldest of five kids, but two of her siblings actually died during infancy, and she ended up growing up with one of her siblings. At the tender age of five, Anne contracted trachoma, and this was an eye disease that would leave her partially blind, and it had to be treated to ward off full-blown blindness. At the same time, her brother Jimmy, he became disabled with tubercular hip. Then... When Anne was only eight years old, her mother died from tuberculosis. Not long after that, the two kids were abandoned by their dad. They had no other family who would adopt them, and so Anne and Jimmy were sent to live at the Tewkesbury Arms House. Now, this place is said to have been a disgusting, horrible place for a child. Dirty, grimy, just a gross place to raise a child. Jimmy wouldn't last long and soon he died from diseases that spread through that decrepit, deplorable place. The fires of hell could have reduced Anne to ashes, but she was made of tougher stuff. Instead, these fires refined her and they strengthened her. 
Now this was in a time when being a woman was a heavy enough challenge on its own and the burden of a disability plus the lack of social status made it even more so. Well Anne became fiercely strong and driven to beat the odds that were stacked against her. She not only became one of history's most renowned teachers due to her work with Helen Keller, but she fought for others, particularly the disabled, who were oppressed and discriminated against. As for the story of this famous teacher-student powerhouse, many know at least a little of the story that spanned the late 1800s into the 1900s, and it contains characters including kings and queens, presidents and celebrities, and people such as Alexander Graham Bell and even Mark Twain. But I'll do a quick retell. Due to an illness, Helen Keller lost her sight and hearing before she reached the age of two. She struggled to find an equilibrium in the world, in the community and even at home. In 1887, a 20-year-old Anne Sullivan had recently graduated from the Perkins Institute for the Blind and was commissioned to teach Helen in the young girl's Alabama home. Well, when Anne arrived, Helen was at first super angry. She was vicious and she would throw explosive tantrums and she would fight against any help that was offered. Understandable, really. Deaf, blind, and she couldn't, found it hard to communicate. She couldn't speak, of course. Many teachers would have thrown their hands up and walked away in exasperation. It was exasperation that drove Helen's parents to call upon outside help. Sullivan persisted though, and she used innovative methods to reach what every teacher hopes for with a difficult student, a breakthrough. Once that catalyst was achieved, learning, while it was still a tough road, became more enjoyable for Helen, um, as did the teaching for Anne. Anne would remain with Helen as a friend and a guide for life, and they would experience higher education, world travel, fame, and more together. Now the real heart-tugging part of the story that wraps everything up in a, in a bow, uh, was that eventually Anne's partial blindness became complete blindness. And it was then the younger Helen's turn to guide her teacher and friend. So why was Anne such an effective teacher and what qualities did she possess that we can draw out and apply to our own teaching and training efforts? I just want to talk about three of them really quickly. One, she was a strong and adaptable communicator. Now, when Helen was initially acting obstinate and refusing to take lessons from Anne, Anne considered her students' issues and adapted the traditional method she had been taught to reach through to young firecracker. She, of course, couldn't talk or use sign language, and one day Anne had the thought to just grab Helen's hand and she put it under flowing water. Then she spelled out the letters water, W-A-T-E-R, on Helen's hand. She kept doing this until eventually Helen had this moment of revelation. The sensation of water being written on her palm was related to the feeling of literal water on her palm. This moment was an unlocking of Helen's abilities. Every person, even those old dogs who can't be taught new tricks, has a lock that can be opened and a good teacher is one who either discovers or creates the key that fits. Some teachers and trainers have told me that uh, breakthroughs for them come by communicating to the students how certain subjects and lessons that the student finds is not applicable to them can actually transfer into aspects of the student's life that they are passionate about. They'll try to explain how maths can help them with um, rugby. They can make, maybe talk about geometry, for example. There's all different ways that we can sort of transfer or show a student that we can transfer knowledge from one subject that they're not interested in to another subject that they are. 
It's about helping students to see a bigger picture beyond the short window of hard study time. It is about communicating opportunities, whether that is personal development, professional development, job upskilling, employment opportunities, whatever. Two, Anne nourished a trusting relationship. Trust is rarely an automatic give, right? It has to be earned. For a child who lived in a world of darkness and absolute silence to give trust, it must have been an even harder task. Uh, and even harder ask, I should say. Anne had to work hard for it, but by becoming a friend, she made that pathway easier. See, trust follows comfort, which follows genuine friendship. It is very hard to live a life uncrowded by fear without trust. The great writer Anton Chekhov said, you must trust and believe in people or life becomes impossible. This is the third point. She was patient. We all know that old quote, uh, it is said to have originated in a 1360 poem by William Langlid, which says, patience is a fair virtue, or as we say now, patience is a virtue, and it absolutely is, especially in the world of teaching. Teaching a deaf, blind child to read, write, and speak, etc. was no easy and speedy task. It took patience, and every student is different. Some adults are hard and fast in their ways, and that in itself is a challenge to overcome. Every student will show different levels of learning aptitude. Patience includes pausing and considering best methods of guiding because every student, no matter their level of understanding, education, experience, social nous, has the ability to develop and to progress. Patience leads to adaptability and that is not only good for the student but also the teacher. I just want to finish with Helen Keller's own thoughts regarding her great coach. By the vitalizing power of her beautiful friendship, she has stirred and enlarged my faculties. She has held me up to the ideals of the great and the good. She has opened my eyes to find my fellow men that need help. And it is the dearest joy of her life to have me do the most that lies in my power for them. Thank you for listening. This is Educate This. My name is Nate Hammond. We are sponsored by TAE Specialist Qualify Now. That is where I got my TAE. I highly recommend them. They are not only thorough, but they are streamlined. Yes, you can be comprehensive and streamlined at the same time as Qualify Now proves. <laughs>